This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuse for Kiss Army deserters, defectors, and draft dodgers. I'm your host, Scott Malone. With me is my co-host. His name is Chris Cook. Hi, Scott. Hi, everybody. The refuse for Kiss Army deserters. The refuse. Freudian slip. It was only because, as I was saying it, I knocked my headphones off my head uh, We're off to another stellar start. I mean, it's like it's in our blood. Like, like we can't help but just, just constantly be fuck just, ups. just constantly screw up. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I, ch- well, I chose to be censored on that one just because we're going to be live on censored coming up in a mm-hmm. bit. Just a little sneak peek for yeah. what's going on. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we have quite an album to talk about today. This is going to be a supersized episode. Chris and I talked quite a bit about, uh, not about it, but about just everything surrounding. Uh, this album, Animalize, and we're going to be getting way into it uh, later in the show. Uh, bef- so please stick around, Kiss fans and uh, people that uh, want the refuse of the Kiss <laughs> Army. <laughs> um, so uh, before we get into it, I'm uh, just going to throw out our social media. You can find us at Detroit Talk City on Twitter and Instagram. We're DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to join our Facebook group, please do that. We'd love to interact with you guys there. And uh, check out our website, DetroitTalkCity.com, for all other extras and goodies. We always throw up videos and pictures and everything else in between. Lots of fun stuff on that website. Yeah. And smash that subscribe button if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Play or mm-hmm. Stitcher or wherever. And wherever. rate and review, baby. Rate and review. That's all we ever want to be is like rated and reviewed. Yeah, that's all we ever want. And speaking of rating and reviewing... Mm. In Edmonton right now, oh yeah, the Edmonton Fringe Festival is happening right now in Edmonton. This episode will be long coming out long after it's done. But uh, for those of you listeners, and I'm sure most of you don't know what the Edmonton Fringe Festival is, it's the second largest fringe festival in the world behind the Edinburgh Fringe, which most people know about because they will have heard of a stand-up doing his yeah, one-man they, show they, there. And they tend to get like super A-list we kind of get like mm-hmm. close to, we get a list sometimes yeah and there's still like over 200 shows like uh, Peggy Nash who's a voice on the show Archer from Atlanta oh, yeah. she has a show up here so there's a lot of a lot of really cool stuff but the Edmonton kind of comes alive during it and... yeah it's definitely one of like I look forward to it every year like I haven't done a show in in years at it but it's always just there's just an energy God, listen. <laughs> energy. Yeah, there's an energy oh, while we God. sit in a beer garden and drink. <laughs> exactly. We were kind of alluding to that before the show. It's like, oh man, I'm so excited for the fringe. I'll see you at the beer garden. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, did you manage to see any shows? I'll see you at the beer garden. Yeah. Well, we saw we saw a good sketch show together. That was um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the late night cabaret is always a lot of fun. Yeah, it's uh, basically like a late night talk show. That's yeah, there. It's just it's tons of fun. It makes for uh, a few weeks of heavy drinking, which yeah. is always can be good. But uh, yeah. as I was telling you before the show, I'm a very tender boy you're, today. You're feeling it today. Yeah, aren't you? I was. Uh, I host a karaoke show at a comedy bar here in Edmonton, and we did a fringe themed karaoke night. And I was out until three in the morning, and just. I'm a tender baby today. Just. <laughs> though, the the one story I wanted to tell you about last night, 
I d- decided to sing a Kiss song at karaoke. Oh man! And in honor of Animalize, the no way. brilliant 1984 album, I tried to sing Heavens on Fire. <laughs> no way! And probably the worst I've ever done at karaoke. <laughs> it's so high. He's like he's crazy up there, and and not not to mention, as you said, you were like wasted as yeah. well, trying a song that you're like. And this was at. Probably two fifty-five in the morning, like just before three. Like, like yeah. I know that song. <laughs> I should sing it in front of people. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that okay? So does that kind of maybe give you like a little bit of like uh, respect for Paul and his his vocal stylings? Oh, yeah, I. It's as much as a lot of his vocal stylings on this album don't make me happy. Like no. they're still not easy. Yeah, Paul. Is, Paul is all over the, uh, this album. Like, this is Paul's album. Yeah, and, uh, and we're gonna get into it. Way, way more. Oh, I have just the one more quick story. I know people seem to really like it when I hurt myself. Oh, yeah. Let's get an update, so an I injury was, uh, update. I was mowing my lawn yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I was backing up near the corner of my garage in my alleyway, and I stepped. I was wearing flip-flops. And I have these beds beside my house that are, like, built out of two by fours and one of the two by fours i hadn't seen had disconnected and flipped over and i fucking stepped on a nail jesus and i walked i just swore luckily uh i stabbed myself with a rusty nail a couple years ago so my tetanus is real up to date so (laughs) and so i i limped into my house and my partner beth she just looked she's like what did you do and i was like nothing she's like what and i said i stepped on a nail and she just she said, and it's probably true, I don't know anyone who's more injury prone than I am. You're a fucking walking calamity, yeah, man. Yeah, so she had to, like, clean my foot wound out. Like, ugh. Like, this is going to become a regular segment, like the Chris injury update. Yeah. Uh, like, that... I think I think it gets updated more than your credits. Oh, very much so. Right. It's, like, not even close. I think that would be amazing if you had, like, if your credits were akin to, like, the injuries that just constantly yeah. pop up and are, you know, taking over your life. Yeah. Uh, I'm somehow still, like, a completely functional adult. I just hurt myself a lot. Yeah. But you... never bad enough to cause a disability or... <laughs> yeah, God willing. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, you know, there's plenty of time left in my life. I'm a 32-year-old I sure man. hope so. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's well, a good thing there aren't any, like, cliffs around here, because I'm sure you'd go walking off of one. I've fallen off a cliff before. <laughs> but you know what? You sit here today. Yep. Today, talking about Kiss. Uh, um, well, cool. I, I lived through those. Yeah. To follow my life stream, which is to make a podcast about Kiss. Yeah. And sometimes liking, but mostly not liking. Well, after and- after last episode, when we were pretty gushing over a uh, hotter than hell yep. i i threw down the gauntlet on, oh, on this yeah. one where it's this... like oh you think you like kiss well how about how about some kiss yeah with a capital k oh and a capital there's i don't know what uh is there anything how are you is there anything that you'd like to share um it's been slow for me i i too took in fringe and and the wonderful beer gardens oh you know what i uh and this will only be for local people but i wanted to throw out a shout out to a place i had never been to until recently and it's on white ave and it's a place called the lobby have you ever been to the lobby before it's so great it's it's just a couple guys running it and i'm pretty sure it's the only functioning video rental store in the city anymore and it's all horror movies oh all that's awesome 
Like I got some awesome Scream Factory Blu-rays the other day because the guy will just like sell you anything that's there to rent. And it's just like this little hole in the wall, like in a, in a basement right on White Ave on 108th Street. So anyone who's in Edmonton and wants to check out some something really cool and really unique, like yeah. like honestly, go check out the lobby. I, I love it. I, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not open all the time. I think the dude that runs the place uh, is a bartender at Black Dog, mm. I think. But super nice guy, knows everything about horror movies. I was thoroughly impressed. That's so. all, I'm going to have to go check it out. That's yeah. definitely the type of place yeah, I want to check support. out the lobby. So yeah, that was uh, that's probably it for me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but um, I don't know. We just we each just cracked open a cider, you know. Just yeah. To, you know, take take off the edge, right? It's Friday night. We're we're just doing things right. Yeah, okay. we are. We are. We're being legitimately terrible today. We're yeah, not, like, like we this... suck. <laughs> All right, uh, baby. We're just. Uh, we're just taking on what animalized was to kiss. Yeah, and we're having our own animalized moment. Yeah, just to like give like everyone like just like a real insight into like what my lot my like, ever since it's like six thirty p.m. right now when we're recording this since 1 p.m. today i have done nothing but listen to animalize and watch the videos and watch animalize live uncensored my brain is fried with kiss right now so i gotta just barf it out after this break yeah when i got home from work yesterday i got home from i left work early and it was super early and so i i smoked a joint mm-hmm. and i put on my good headphones to watch that concert <laughs> Oh man! Holy shit! It is it is it is something else, and we are going to get into it. So I think we let's let's go take a break because we got a lot to talk about. Please stick around because we are going to be listening and talking about animal eyes. Louder! You want some more? And we're back. Welcome back. Uh, how was that break for you? Uh, well, we watched the videos to. Yeah. Yeah, Heaven's on fire and thrills in the night. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get into talking, let's just play. Yeah. Let's 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 give some context for what we're going to be talking about. So mm-hmm. we're talking about 1984's Animalize. Now this is Kiss's twelfth studio album up to this point. Uh, it's f- coming right on the heels of 1983's Lick It Up, which we mm-hmm. covered in our archives, which you can find. I believe it was episode five. Uh, that was the album where they took the makeup off and. Clearly, in this era, they are riding that that mm-hmm. ship. Uh, but they're they've turned the volume up on on their non makeup and and it's whatever the hell they're wearing. Full glam. Like, how do you describe like what like what is Paul wearing at any given time? Uh, it's just he's just pulling things from different closets and yeah. just like ripping them up and just like with holes in his jeans and spots, throwing with... on like a single glove. <sighs> yeah, I... different sparkly earrings in each ear. Yeah, I. It's very confounding. I don't like. There's so much of Kiss that I don't understand. Yeah. But it's this era specifically of Kiss that yeah. is just like repulsive isn't the right word, but it's just I don't find anything. It's like, a, it's, it's a, not drawing me in. It's definitely a little unsettling, and like it, like I'm pretty sure I read that like, th- well I know for a fact that this is when Gene started to kind of um, drift and that away was, from that was from a, the band, and in, and Paul firmly takes the reins mm-hmm. of the band and gene was even quoted in saying in his book I'm, I'm paraphrasing but like saying like that he at this point he wasn't comfortable yet not having like the kiss makeup mm-hmm. whereas paul was immediately comfortable and that's really obvious oh yeah 
<laughs> because or maybe he is trying to make it make up for it in like the craziest yeah. most over the top way how much banter was there like previous was he still doing a lot of bantering well i mean i don't know enough about yeah. it but like like you're referring to the live uncensored yeah video yeah. where he's talking a lot of shit like all over the place whereas like that that show that we watched uh prior to hotter than hell or during the hotter mm-hmm. than hell tour there's a little bit but yeah. it's very kind of standard just funny like do you believe in rock and roll yeah kind of shit like and not to jump onto animal the uh animalized live too much no, no, but it's just very it. obvious that that uh like because gene even when he's interacting with the crowd it's only ever call and response he only ever yells something out to get a response and then is unimpressed with it. Yeah, he doesn't exactly have the passion that seemed to be coming, like jumping off the screen when we watched that Hotter Than Hell yeah. uh, performance. Um, so I guess let's um, let's talk about the album and, and, and we'll get back into more kind of like what's going on during this, this crazy yeah. period. Well, this is also just like a tumultuous time for the band anyways. It, like it, this it, is, this right. on this album that was their third lead guitarist in... Right. In so, two years. So Ace had departed uh, previously. Then Vinnie Vincent was around for Creatures of the Night and Lick It Up. And now Mark St. John mm-hmm. comes in for this, his only performance. Uh, yeah, it's performance a really, on, really on sad story. Like, he developed, like, some weird degenerative ar- ar- arthritis, arthritis. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, it's unfortunate. And, and I... Cause I well, I was watching the, the, the live show and then saw that Bruce Kulick was playing. So I just assumed that Bruce Kulick had always Mm. been but then for whatever reason back in the day i had um some trading cards of rock bands that i found in the basement of a church where where i used naturally where i used to to have improv classes so naturally at this church i I stole the cards um and um but they were all like hair metal cards and one of the trading cards i got was of mark saint john in kiss oh weird yeah right so it's from a very specific time yeah, mm-hmm. I no, can't explain it. I'm sure those cards are around somewhere. That would yeah. be fun to dig up. There's just sometime. and there's there's seems like there's a lot of fingers in this band when they're making this album. Like like definitely Paul yeah was taking the lead, but like when you look at the songs, there's a lot of names. That this is in, true. Yeah, but yeah, like Paul Paul produced it. Paul mm-hmm. wrote it. Like it's really like this is the Paul Stanley yeah. show and like, Gene's songs suck oh my album. goodness yeah, is there one what well, okay well let's 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 talk about them what's something that that stands out to you uh, gene or not i mean obviously we've got we've got we've got the big one heaven's on fire yeah i this is the earworm of the album like this is the one that's been stuck well this is one that you'll actually still hear like yeah. on classic rock radio i mean you sang it at yeah. karaoke and Man, i wish i could have seen that i I, to me, this is like the least offensive like song. On it's the just album. it's 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 the sister song to "Lick It Up." Yeah, like it's coming right on the heels of "Lick It Up." It's just like "Lick It Up." You still you hear it. <sighs> That's right. <laughs> Make sure that we pause for that. I love in the video for it too when like you just see like Paul and Gene rubbing up against each other, just like going <sighs> like into each other's face. Yeah, it's just uh, awful. That's yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the well, the one the song that just I, I it's just a shitty song. It's is burn bitch burn. Okay, so no so no more about heavens on fire. You're good. Uh, 
it's okay. You just, you just, you just want to get. I was just jumping. I was just jumping to Gene because I find like, and it, with even him admitting how, how he was not invested in the. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and it and it shows. Yeah, but uh, sorry, it's from jumping from one to the other. But like, Heaven's on Fire, I don't mind that. This okay. This song. Well, I mean, the title alone, like, you yeah. know you're in for a rough ride. Burn, bitch, burn. <laughs> um, which kind of... Um... Yeah, this is... Well, we've <laughs> more, talked about this more so fire. much. We've talked about more of this so many times. It's it's the uh, writing the lyrics um, right before he records it, I'm sure. Dude, like, if you look at the first three songs, it's I've Had Enough Into the Fire then heaven's on fire and then burn pitch burn where the first lyric is about into the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, to be fair to Paul, I mean, again, I think he was really tasked with like putting all this shit together because Gene was just not there. Mm-hmm. Like apparently like he like made it known like hey, he's, he's not going to be around for the album and like laid down a couple demos, which were not good. And, mm-hmm. Paul like basically like picked up the pieces and from that you know was able to get the the, that out of it you know Gene was he was managing another band there was a band that yeah black 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 and blue yeah and and also trying to get into his movie career yeah let's talk about it so uh I watched the trailer for the the main movie though the Tom Selleck movie that he was in what did we run away run away it's this weird quasi-futuristic movie that Gene Simmons is the evil bad guy. Tom Selleck is, of course, a cop trying to catch him. But, like, the, it's it's basically... It's kind of like Maximum Overdrive. Oh, my that God. All the, in, in the movie... I haven't seen the movie. I've just watched the trailer. And I watched a an old YouTube video of Siskel and Ebert reviewing it. They both give it a thumbs down. Uh, <laughs> but it's all these, like... it's The one neat idea about it is about how robots will become very integrated into our lives and be in our homes and helping us out. And then Gene Simmons is an evil scientist man, and turns them against. My favorite thing in the trailer is there's a bullet that's a robot. So it you can put somebody's name into the bullet and it finds them and they have this, the camera is like the bullet cam. Oh man. But it's going so slow that you can just dodge it. Right, because it's not really like a, a faster than yeah. a speeding bullet. Yeah. It's just like a moderately you know, paced bullet. Yeah, you know what? My biggest problem with bullets is they go too fast, and they don't know who they're going to hit. So you got to slow them down, and you got to give them a name. <laughs> they don't know who they're going to hit. Yeah, uh, but I will say uh, uh, Roger Ebert did say that Tom Silk and Gene Simmons were interesting to watch. Huh. Maybe we should give uh, Runaway a, a watch sometime. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, yeah. We're, if we're, like, really desperate for content, we'll mm-hmm. watch that. What's sure to be an awful movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But that's that's what was – that great movie is what was yeah. keeping Gene from this great album. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. By the way, before we get off of Burn, Bitch, Burn, I need to point out one of the all-time awful lyrics in the Kiss canon, as far as I know. This one was infamous to me back before I even knew the song or what song it was even from, but uh, I want to put my log in your fireplace. Yeah. Just let that one sit there. Yeah, it made me angry. The first, like, like, there's so much wrong with it. Like, A, it's the it's the clunkiest metaphor, like, possible. Because 
then there's no way to think of it as something sexy. I know because then he's telling you, "Hey, bitch, burn." Yeah, like and so is he so I'm gonna his... I'm gonna help you burn by sticking my log in your fireplace, which is clearly I mean I, we don't need to say it what that means, you know? <sighs> Maybe we should say it. <laughs> no. Yeah, it means it's, fireplace, it's, right? Yeah, it's. <laughs> Can you? That would be so much better. If he was like literally like just talking just, about a, like he's a not talking about his penis and her vagina. It's just he's literally talking, a log that he's, he's trying to just, burn. Yeah, it's a log that he has a that he hates. He hates this log, so he just wants it to, that bitch well, to burn. Well, maybe she's like sleeping upstairs, and he's like just like getting a roaring fire going, and he just like burns her house down. Yeah, it's that's it's a lot a darker. Bad song. It's, it's a, a it's a terrible song. Uh, speaking of terrible Gene songs. On this album, uh, the last song, "Murder in High Heels," Jesus Christ, man, this is like, I okay, I'll I'll say it, this is Aerosmith done horrendously, the way like that kind of funky blues. Oh yeah, like I'm I'm offended listening to it. I just the the just the guitar on this album, and we talked about it off mic, is just. Them going from and I and I'm totally just cribbing this thought from stuff that I've read. Yeah. But like when Ace left the band, one of like Ace's qualities is he wasn't that technical of a guitar player. He wasn't that that great. But he had feel. But now that they have just this like it's just glam guitar, just this noodling yeah. solo stuff that just Well, I also like I also read that like Paul like he had trouble with Mark St. John in the studio because he was such a, a speed guy, you know, trying to emulate Eddie Van Halen, mm-hmm. who apparently couldn't play the same solo twice in studio. And uh, Paul would actually say, like, you know, you should listen to, like, Jimmy Page or Clapton. And, you know, it's not about how many notes you can play. Sometimes it's about the notes that you don't play. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Mark St. John's response was, um, I can play way faster than those guys. <laughs> Completely missing the point. Oh, no. Yeah. So if that doesn't say everything that you need to know about oh. it. So if anything, it's kind of imp- impressive in a way again that Paul could like wrangle this guy. Like he's got a he's, he's dumb as rocks to like yeah. like hear that and like well, well I'm faster. <laughs> Sounds like some Peter Chris quotes. <laughs> it does. Poor Peter, we miss you oh. wherever you are. Um, oh jeez. Oh yeah, uh, another yeah. Go on. Ball uh, ball of turds. That's not a phrase, but another <laughs> shit is the lonely is the hunter. Oh my god! Again, more more yeah. Gene shit. It's just like he wasn't—he's just sleeping on the job with this stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised it isn't like lonely is the hunter, bracket fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bet if we actually like looked up the lyrics, it's probably some sort of like Guaranteed. feel the heat. Oh yeah, taking you higher, burn with me, etc. Like, it just sounds so lazy and just tossed off. Well, and it's... It's this fine line that all rock bands walk, is this, that you have to have the confidence, this, like, arrogance, even. Yeah. And it comes very across in the in the, the live concert. Very much shows, like, that they have this confidence and shit, but some... The amount of times in, in the concert that... They'll do something little and then just walk out with their arms outstretched. Just be like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if anything, that's them in their element. Ridicu- yeah, I, I will ridiculous say as it they is. See, I, 
when they played the songs from Animalize, I thought it sounded like shit. But when they were playing their older songs, it looked like they were having fun. They've definitely put an interesting spin on it. Yeah, I will agree with that. Um, the big one that uh, that that we have to talk about, and this this one really crept up on me. I first caught wind of this one back in December or so, the first time I really listened to Animalize. And it's Thrills in the Night, um, the other single from the album. <laughs> um, there's so much that I want to say about this one. A... I can't even believe the way that Paul sings this song. Like, it, like he's singing it in like the weirdest, like most like dramatic, like yeah. <laughs> like just listen to. <laughs> like I feel like he should be like holding like a skull or something like that. Like, who, you is know? He, who is he emulating? He's obviously trying to sound like. Or like someone. or like he's like in the Phantom of the Opera or something like that. But then you combine. You know, like how ridiculous it is that singing of his, and then <laughs> I just found this hilarious. I was, I was reading the um, the Wikipedia about this about this song, and someone wrote on here, the song is about a woman who works a nine to five job in a professional work environment. She also fulfills promiscuous sexual desires at night, in sharp contrast to the life she leads during the daytime. That's a fact on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, oh. That's one thing. So I, on the uh, the live concert, I was looking at the comments at the bottom, Ooh, and I just needed I needed to read you the top three comments from it. Oh, okay. Okay. Number one comment, and they're all from three different people. Number one comment: Kiss were on fire in this period. Great songs, and they really worked hard once the makeup was off. Number two. <laughs> Kiss had to show the world that they could adapt. Number three. <laughs> actually, they weren't on fire here. They were not selling out halls. I saw them on this tour. The arena was half empty. Saw them at an outdoor event in Phoenix, and you could have sat anywhere you wanted. Where are you getting your information? Whoa! Man, we gotta have that guy on the show. Yeah, I just... That's hilarious. I just love the, like, what? No. What yeah. are you talking about? Well, yeah. And and, and when, and, so to, to, not to, like, get off of Thrills in the Night, because I, I, like, it, it's indicative of, of, like, what the hell is going on here? Like, that's what, what you release as your second single, this weird thing. Like, so, like, as I was just playing in the song, like, when it goes into the chorus, like, you expect, like, you know, because Paul's singing that weird, kind of way and then you're finally expecting this like big build there's kind of you're kind of waiting and then it just goes into the chorus there's not even like a snare or anything you're expecting this like big booming chorus and it's just i just i don't get it it's 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 baffling to me and then combine that with the uh what what the song's about like can you imagine it's a woman who during the day she's normal, but at night she goes out looking for sex. <laughs> I better write That's... a song about this crazy situation. This this woman needs she yeah. should be locked up. Yeah, it's one or the other, ladies. You work nine to five or you go out and have promiscuous it's sex. One or the other. Yeah. Okay? Ladies, get your get your act together. Alright? These thrills in the night. I won't have it. <laughs> don't don't speak that way. Look at her. Look at her enjoying herself, <laughs> having embracing her embracing her sexuality. She should be ashamed. Clothe those things. 
She is a whore. She is a whore. <laughs> I'm watching walking away in a mystery. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's just such a, it's so fun. Because normally Paul is just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> but then, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so strange. It's yeah. like almost operatic. Yeah. And he's just. Which reminds me, are you aware that at one point Paul was the singer for Phantom of the Opera, the touring show? I did not know he that. He was the Phantom, for real. Back in like the early 2000s. Wow. I believe it was the early 2000s. I bet he was great. He probably was, you know? Can you imagine how... Well, A, I, I enjoy Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm. in, in general. Can you imagine if you were to go to that and you get to see Paul as the Phantom? Mm-hmm. That's worth the price of admission alone. I bet Gene was pissed. Well, Gene was busy with Tongue Magazine, you know? <laughs> like, but, but, Paul, like, I'm the real actor. Have you seen Runaway? <laughs> like, well, I'm going to go tread the boards, bitch. <laughs> Anyway, thank um, you. Ten minutes. Yeah. Um, are there any other songs uh, from the album analyze that we want to get onto? Um, I know we've got a lot to talk about uh, regarding uh, the live un- uncensored, but any other? Uh, I mean, uh, there's so much throwaway I, I, garbage on here. Yeah, I, I will say, until the song turns into shit, the opening of the album, I in- yeah, like it, this it's... made me think it's just like, oh, this is. Yeah, this like, is like heavy. continuing from like "Lick It Up," like the mm. good metal songs on "Lick It Up," like this is maybe gonna be kind of thrashy, like a metal yeah. song. It's a metal song. Yeah, but then it's just well, guitar. Paul is just going nuts. Like he is, he is aiming for the nosebleeds immediately oh, yeah. on this song. Like, like even though like hey, you can't see the crazy way I'm acting, well, you can hear it at least. Like, you just know I'm in the studio sashaying around. Yeah. His sachets in all the videos and everything with his tassels on his pants. It's, it's wild. It's very, it's very unique to him. It, it, I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else is kind of swinging onto stage. Here's a get all you can take. I don't even know if I have anything to say about this. Oh, yeah, it's just Paul's vocals in this song, too, are just, like, immediately, like, they just, like, they want to make me just tear off my headphones. Like, they're just so, like, screeching, blistering, like, immediately. Like, here we go. This is the... Yeah, yeah! This is their Guns N' Roses attempt. Yeah, I think it's, like, still, like, more, like, bad Aerosmith, like, like kind of shit. Just... Yeah, he's just he's all he's all over the place. Um, so yeah, we've got more shitty Gene with while well, the city sleeps. You know, hard pass on that one. Under the gun is okay. Oh, under the gun does have one of the uh, better funny lyrics. I I don't know if you noticed that right before the solo at one point. I don't think. Like, let's hit the highway going sixty nine. Oh. <laughs> Because if you if you thought you could listen to a Kiss song and not get embarrassed, you were wrong. Because this is another one where that's it's up tempo, you know, it's it's, it's fine. It, I think it's like sub the, the lick it up metal metal song. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot of man. Yeah, they do do it on the live uncensored show, which live helped it a little bit. But anyway, 
Yeah, I think we've pretty much gone through everything. Oh, yeah, I meant to mention when we were talking about murder in high heels. Um, the chorus is so terrible for that because it's not a chorus. Mm-hmm. And it does one of those things that I hate so much in in rock music when you've clearly – it's so indicative of not trying because it's like, murder in high heels. And it's like, that's not – you're not writing. That's not musical. Yeah. That's like, Rico <laughs> – Suave, you know, but kissified. Oh, yeah. Well, right era. Yeah. It's... Well, that's pre Rico Suave, actually. So, you know, kudos to Gene for inspiring that terrible song. Yeah. Um, I, I th- have so little to say about so much of this other than I didn't like it. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Uh, and as, <laughs> it, as someone who's now admitted and is living his life as someone who enjoys and is a fan of early kiss. Yeah. I find this album offensive. Offensive that it exists. It's just everything yeah. about it. The the like the album art is like it <laughs> hurts your eyes to look at it. Well, it, it's it just shows exactly what they're wearing because like there's so much leopard print and cheetah print and pink and yeah. fur and just What's Motley Crue wearing? Let's put that on. That's exactly it. Yeah. Oh, they are Ape and Crew style so hard here. It's it's pretty wild. Um, anyway, I think that's going to do it for our discussion of the am- album Animalized, that is to say. Uh, but we are going to take a second break because when we come back, we are going to get uh, very in-depth about uh, the live home video release of uh, Analyze Live Uncensored. Uh, don't go away. And go check that shit out on YouTube if, yeah. if you want to. The whole concert is up there before you listen to it. Just just to have like an idea of what we're going to be talking about. If you about, have 90, 90 minutes to spare. <laughs> if you have 90 minutes. Because both Chris and I spent 90 minutes You each. will never get that time back. Just like just like this show. Louder! You want some more? And we're back. <laughs> we're back. All right. Uh, so I hope everyone that could uh, stop down and uh, took a look at some of the show, even if you watched like a song or two, uh, we do not expect you to watch all 90 yeah. minutes of it. We'll give you some time codes for some hot spots. Yeah, I, I, I took copious notes throughout the whole show. Um, so let's get straight into it. Um, immediately, I, I, I liked seeing that uh, Bruce Kulik is in the house, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I read, actually, that the day that they recorded the show – was the day that Bruce Kulick became an official member of the band. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's a little fun trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, something that was supposed to only be like a two-week like replacement stint, and the guy ended up being in the band for 12 years. That's actually a pretty sweet story to come out of this. It is. You know, like you know, like it's shitty for Mark St. John, like the way that it ended up for him, but Bruce mm-hmm. Kulick ended up well for him. Yeah. And then his brother, Bob Kulick, I believe, uh, was a producer. Yeah, well, uh, much like many of the stories about the members of this band that come and go, it's just sad. Right. <laughs> Every member that ever left, it's just a sad tale. Yeah, oh, man, it kind of is. Yeah. Like, Vinnie Vincent is like a recluse. Mm-hmm. Peter and Ace just destroyed themselves with substance. Mark St. John with that arthritic thing. Yeah. Eric Carr dying of but cancer. Stum- like stomach cancer, wasn't it? Or was it heart cancer? I don't know. But Something like, heartbreaking. Yeah, something Cause awful. Because if anything, watching the show, and you were saying it to me when we were yeah. off mic, like, it, it, one of the good things about this concert, it really endears you to Eric Carr. Yeah, I he's right. And it, it's always tough singing while playing drums, just picking it up, but he still sounds great. I was amazed, actually, um, watching... 
um, well, a, <laughs> um, sorry. Um, I didn't realize that on Young and Wasted from uh, Lick It Up that that's Eric Carr on vocals. Mm-hmm. And like it comes right out of the drum solo. And then they start doing Young and Wasted. And then I realized that that's Eric Carr singing. And that's like a fast, that's like the fastest song on Lick It Up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's really impressive. Like he sounds good. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a very good drummer. Yeah. I mean, he's got That's... he's got enough equipment. Yeah. Uh, for like th- worth of like three of yeah. Peter's during kit. The, during the break, I said, "I wish he had twenty less toms on his kit." Yeah. The, the solo in. Because yeah. they all get their little solo breaks to let the guys go off stage and take a piss or whatever. Yeah. Standard and, fare for yeah. for a big rock show. To- totally. Uh. But the the drum, the drum solo just got went on for a long time and it was just him making sure he hit every piece of equipment he had which took forever because because there's like literally like a 50 piece kit on 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 stage but still like that's not to take away from him technically as a drummer i think not that i know all that much about it but i i know what it sounds like yeah he sounds great yeah absolutely so um Normally on the show, uh, I, I have a segment called uh, where we pay tribute to the best of uh, Paul's onstage banter. The people let me get this off my chest tribute. But uh, in celebration of this show, and because there are so many moments of Paul just going absolutely insane, we're going to skip that segment today. But I am going to bring you multiple parts of this show that I, I timestamped from YouTube. I'm going to mm-hmm. do my best to do these on the fly. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorites uh let's just take a listen to this we got to the hotel this afternoon this is a totally true story now you know what hotel we're staying at don't you it's the only hotel that'll let us stay anyway we got there this afternoon we go walking into the lobby this girl comes walking over to me and she says i'm looking for jeans like he made his voice deeper when he was speaking. Yeah. Say, what? She says, I'm looking for Gene. I said, Gene's over there. She says, Well, there's the man with the tongue. And and Paul just gave a little like head, like, mm-hmm. And she says, Excuse me, but I want you to meet your little child. And Gene, no. No. Now I look at this girl, I say, sweetheart, not only isn't that his little baby, but he's never seen you before in his life. Detroit, let me tell you something just between you and me. That baby had the longest fucking tongue I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and just in the video, Gene then walks out. Yeah, like, like glorious. Isn't it awesome that i have a bastard child that i'm not taking any responsibility <laughs> like for this this is what happens in every city i go to because i fuck this guy this guy fucks i <laughs> yeah i mean so my question is and I, I would love to know does paul tell that story in every city or was it specific to detroit because obviously they do have like a history with detroit detroit oh, Do- yeah. detroit talks detroit rock city what an asshole yeah i um, it's just it's just such a bad story. It's not though it not does does not even come close to the love gun banter. Oh yeah, so well should I just jump right into uh, it? 
Well, or should we wait for a little bit? We'll, 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 we'll break. That, we'll break it up a little goddamn, bit. Goddamn, the man with the tongue. The man, he's the man with the tongue. Yeah, I need to ask. This will make me real popular at parties. I need oh, to yeah. ask more like people about their opinion of it because it grosses me out. Absolutely, like in the video for Heaven's on Fire when they just like do that quick cut to like Gene and some chick with just like touching tongues, like he's like out, like they're like several inches away, just well, like and in the, flicking the, their tongues against each other. Like who wants the, to see that? The thrills in the night video, he's licking people's fingers from the crowd. <laughs> so ah, I. That, who wants to be licked that way? Like I get it, the whole lick it up thing. Yes, it's your it's your whole gross thing. It's just you're you're going you're on tour. Are you licking people's hands every night? Because look, I guarantee that's not the only thing you're licking every yeah. night. The way that that fucking asshole operates. Oh, it's just it's just so gross. It's the, yeah. Well, the, and yeah, this is one thought I had and. We talked about while we were watching parts of it, too, is the amount of, like, pelvic thrusts that they're doing throughout it. And, like, the times where there's moments where they were just standing and, like, presenting their asses for the crowd. Absolutely. Which is just, I... There's there's one song... Though, I, I will say, when Paul was doing it, Paul seemed kind of, like coy about it and there was a kind of there was a sweetness to him doing it where when gene did it it seemed too aggressive interesting because there is one song i i can't quite i've wrote so many goddamn notes in here but there's one song where i think it's a song where 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 gene is singing and there's a shot of of paul and he turns his back to the camera to shake his ass to the camera he then proceeds to then grab his own ass and then like looks at the camera like whoops <laughs> like, like I'm a bad boy <laughs> and it's just like ah <laughs> yeah and I love he grabs it as he is like he has it's just no butt there's no butt there he's a skinny little Jewish dude yeah with... he might not be Jewish actually I don't know he might just be Italian I was just I was just assuming because of gene gene is yeah. what, whatever it does, does but in, in any case he's just a skinny little guy from new york yes that that for oh sure and is speaking true. who won't who won't stop sucking on his fingers that's again. the most dis- like several times yeah during with a glove on during heavens on fire like it literally <laughs> there's like a close-up of him and he sticks his whole finger in his mouth and just slowly pulls it out and they even like put it in slow motion like just like make sure you don't miss this spot everyone far enough in that it could have triggered his gag reflex <laughs> exactly <laughs> like like ugh. i and y- yes like if you're engaged in a sexual activity you can that's that is part of it like getting some moisture on but first off when you're wearing a leather glove not very sexy no Oh, and his speaking of his sexiness, when he takes his shirt off. Oh my god! And yeah. that's part. That's part of the, the, uh, love gun preamble too. Yes, it is. Okay, because we so, should just. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it goes on I've for got, so long. I've got it queued up. This is utterly insane. Yeah, like that's and this is why we're not gonna do the the tribute like we normally do because there's like from that tongue story to this. These are these belong on that album. Like here yeah. we go. Here's a little song 
<laughs> about putting everything you can into your mouth. Oh wait, no, this is the lick it up intro. <laughs> this song's called. This song's called. Lick it up. By he forgot. He forgot what it was. Well, by the way. It, it, right before that, like, I'm, I'm watching the video as this goes on. He like took like a bra that was just like hanging oh, off of his. Because yeah. throughout the whole show, they're just putting like uh, ladies' underwear, and yeah, yeah, on... and, like bras, just like all over their gear. It's just like we get it. Oh yeah, there's one point where Gene has a bra in his mouth, and while he's playing, he's going like <laughs> gritting his teeth with the bra because women love that. I, that's something that has is that does that happen anymore? Are people throwing oh, women their throwing their underwear? Stuff it's such up? an old-fashioned thing. Like I think Tom Jones when I when I think yeah. that, you know. It's just a, such a strange thing. It's just it's that weird like fetish of like why would you want some some randos like Under- dirty dirty uh, like, like moist I guess underwear because they're so turned on that they're gonna start that they need to like take them off and like yeah well, I'm they're ready. Probably, they're at a concert. So they got like swamp butt too probably. And- <laughs> Well, some so they mar- need so they need to remove some layers some skid marks <laughs> some st- skid marks dude <laughs> just try to get in the mind of somebody's throwing their panties at a kiss or do you bring us do you bring them with you well, to throw i was actually wondering because it happened several times during the show and, and when i first saw it i was like hmm were those plants you know like yeah. or or are they actually getting this underwear thrown at them? You know, because they're trying to do everything so big because the cameras are on. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and this is this was like a big last push. Yeah, for Kiss, like this getting the MTV on this. This was them. The the fact that this was like aired on MTV is really a big deal, especially for 1984. Mm-hmm. Like, because just to give a little, I don't know, it's not context, but like four years after this, um, Guns and Roses, uh, the Ritz show that they do legendary show mm-hmm. um that was like right when gnr like when sweet child of mine is really taking off mm-hmm. and then they showed that show at the ritz and gnr just goes into the stratosphere mm-hmm. um well because that show is great and their songs are amazing oh yeah that whole thing <laughs> yeah whereas like kiss is playing thrills in the night here <laughs> anyway i uh i did find the uh the love gun intro just just, just bear with me for a moment there I want to party with that guy. Well, I want to tell you something. A couple of days ago, I'd been partying myself, so I thought it was time to go to the doctor to get myself checked out. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and he's pointing at his dick. Yeah, you're checking for STDs, right? I go walking into the doctor's STIs. office. I go walking in. I got my appointment for 10.30. I go walking in. It's about 10.15. You understand? Important detail. I go walking in, and the stand. doctor's not there yet, but I walk in. I see a nurse with the biggest tits I've seen in a long time. Yeah! <laughs> we love tits! Cool. So I How big were they? And I start reading my magazine. How long ago did you see bigger ones? And she goes walking by me. She's trying to make believe that I'm not really there. She goes by me like this. Paul is shaking his hips, strutting. Really, again, sashaying about 
flout flouncing. And I, I really do like gender bending in the rock and roll, but this is not. I said, bend down here. I got something to tell you. She bends down. I grab a hold of her real quick. Yeah, so he's demonstrating assaulting somebody. Yo, not if she wants it, baby. All of a sudden, she starts to catch on. She says to me, why don't we start this examination just a little bit early? <laughs> I said, all right. She says to me, Paul, why don't you take off your shirt? Oh, here we go. <laughs> so he's taking off his guitar. He's yeah. now proceeding to remove his blouses. Yes. Multiple. And you know, usually when you remove a shirt, it takes you three seconds. He's still taking, taking his off. Taking shirt. off his fuchsia and hot pink shirts to reveal his suspenders. I'd love to, but then the crowd is fighting says, over oh, it, yeah. too. They Why don't you crazy. take off your pants? <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't take off his pants. Crazy, crazy pants. So she looked at me. I'm wearing my Levi's, my 501s. You know those real tight ones? She walks over, she bends down, and she undoes that little snap at the top. Then she reaches down just a little bit, she undoes the next one, she goes, next one. She opens up what my is that pants. She opens up my pants. She checks her hand out to make sure it's not too cold, and she sticks it down the front. And she pulls out. He's just been blown away by his own dick. And she says to me, Paul, what are you doing with that pistol down your pants? I said to her, honey, that ain't no pistol. Just pooped up his hair. Yeah. I said to her, honey, that ain't no pistol. Is all he does in this show. I said, honey, that ain't no pistol. That's my love gun. You know what? <laughs> How I like hearing people describe my penis. It's like, ooh, nice pistol. You know, metal, cold, with metallic, sharp edges. <laughs> Just gunmetal gray. And like, to have a pistol seem like it would be a big penis, that would have to be the biggest, because like a pistol is, is a small barrel. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah I just, the whole gun thing just falls apart immediately. I mean, again, I said it in the in the fucking love gun episode. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just why? Is why that, is that a thirty eight special in your pants? That looks that looks like a Magnum down there. <laughs> what is what is that? A Glock? It's just like it's such a clumsy metaphor. It's just yeah. Well, I mean. If if the, if I could put together, and actually I think when I do create like my playlist of uh, best of Kiss, I might just call it clumsy metaphor, <laughs> because that's what this band, what the, the their entire thing is built on. Um, so, um, we won't we won't stay too much longer on on everything. I mean, obviously they 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 do some songs that we haven't covered on the show yet. Songs like mm-hmm. Detroit Rock City, um, the couple songs from Creatures of the Night that they play made me definitely excited to listen to Creatures of the Night when we get there because both of them, the title track and I Love It Loud, really come off great live. Again, you kind of have to avert your eyes because Paul is just so distracting just everywhere. Like when he's not singing, he is still pandering to the camera, making kissy faces, shaking his ass, like just prancing about. I know, like even in like the Thrills in the Night video, 
when he like first enters the frame, it's like he's doing like a floor routine at like a like a gymnastics <laughs> competition. Well, it's just and with all of his tassels coming off of his pants, pants and just he, you know everything about him is just so distracting. Like you know what he he actually looks like, and I guess it's probably reverse engineering. He looks like Shawn Michaels in the eighties in the in the wrestling group, the Absol- Rockers. Absolutely, that's what I've been trying to put my finger on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rockers in the WWE, yeah, look like Kiss at this time. They 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 look exactly like that. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah Gene, Gene. The yeah. one thing uh, I will say is that Gene's costume in the concert makes me feel like he's the one holding out of just like, can we can we still be badass, please? Cause <laughs> can wearing, I please be the demon? He's still he's wearing his black leather. He's wearing boots, except it's that weird blouse cut of. Their yeah. shirts just showing off to the chest. Right. Well, and I, I couldn't help but think like during like War Machine, you know, this big badass song. We haven't talked about War Machine mm-hmm. yet, but it's it's one of like it, it's where the term the demon comes from. And it's a good song. But I couldn't help but think when I'm watching it, just like like looking at how bad Jean's like glam makeup is. And it's just like, you know, this would be a lot more intimidating if your makeup didn't look like you just got back from Sephora instead of like getting yeah. like your grease paint yeah. <laughs> and, you know breathing fire like yeah. instead instead i'm just like thinking like man that eyeshadow is all wrong for you yeah <laughs> you it, it it really is just i i think that paul's paul's glam makeup for whatever it's worth it's it fits with the image he's trying to give off well because he's so is. over the top with, yeah like his, but his... jeans doesn't look good right he, and up top yeah of course that's what we talked about this off air like it has to be a wig yeah. Well, you were saying, and well, it, like I, I suspected it was a wig, but I kind of thought like, well, it's a little early for well, a wig. I'm, but I'm sure people will correct us if we're wrong. But the the trailer for the movie that we were just talking about, it, Gene has short hair in the movie, and it and that movie was released in '84, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, the fact that that whatever he's and he's got, got that little headband to hold it all. Yeah, it's suspect together. at at best. And like his hair looks like my mom's hair looked in the '90s, like. <laughs> Like the late '80s, early '90s, just that with bangs and tapered down, like just framing his face. Exactly. It's 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 a tough time, Ugh. you know. Like he, no but, one, no one had it worse off than like having, you know, like that. He had that badass look with the kabuki hairstyle mm-hmm. and like the giant platforms and everything. Where the original Kiss look is glam, but it's crazy glam. It's like you're a monster or a superhero glam. Mm-hmm. This is just like, you know, it's glam, which is drag adjacent, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tough, tough stuff. Um, before we get off of this show, and again, anyone that's curious about it, the whole show is available on YouTube. Um, I was struck by pretty much every song, every old song, like like Rock and Roll All Night, for example, Despite Paul's overdramatic, terrible improvisation during, Mm -hmm. like, the breakdown. It being, like, sped up and more of, like, a metal song. I was like, oh, this is probably the most I've ever enjoyed this song. And that's a song I would love to never hear again in my life. Mm -hmm. I've heard it just a million times. Yeah. I I hate it. (laughs) I can't stand it. Except I was watching this and I was like, huh, this this is actually a fresh take on it. Just by giving giving some energy. And the, the, when they played the stuff from the early in their career, it was nice little moments in the concert. And it seemed, I, 
like I I just I keep harping on the guitars, but all the guitar stuff in the newer songs on in, at this concert, I it drove me nuts. because it, yeah. it doesn't sound like the band. It doesn't sound like the Kiss that yeah. you've that you've come to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. it just it's yeah. I and you're gonna you're gonna have to get used to that in the eighties. Like because now firmly with Animalize, we have three more in the eighties, mm-hmm. and yeah, and like they like they get worse than Animalize. And I don't like it. <laughs> Like, what did they do with my kiss? <laughs> oh, you look like you need a kiss. Oh. Poor guy. Oh, I just right. need to lick Gene's tongue. Yeah, he, he'll apparently do it, you know, the way he just likes loves to just drink the crowd in, you yeah. know, like all of them. Although it is funny, like, you know, it's nice, nice story about Bruce Kulik joining the band, but you really barely see him in this. Yeah. Like at all, even though he's playing like lead guitar. Like he's like I don't think he actually got a sol- like a solo, whereas Paul got a solo. Yeah, yeah. Did he? Yeah, Paul does, which caught me off yeah. guard. Actually, oh yeah, Paul's and Paul's is uh, what was my notes? Almost five minutes of Paul soloing and then playing with the crowd. Yeah, getting splitting the crowd into two. Yeah, and getting. Like, he makes a big thing about taking off his glove, <laughs> you know. So. Just it's imagine, very firmly the Paul Stanley I just, show. I just want to imagine the rest of the band just sitting backstage and like eating chips. <laughs> well, they're probably like squirting all that goo that they love to have from uh, the yeah. Lick It Up video, <laughs> or, oh. or whatever. The, what, what were they eating? Or oh, Gene just with that condiments? <laughs> yeah, Gene with that giant hunk of meat that he roasted over the trash fire and Lick It Up. Uh, I think I'm. Uh, pretty pretty good on uh live uncensored yeah i'm just i'm happy to leave this i know whole album behind like i uh oh this is what i'm gonna do oh please do i'm i'm deleting it off of my phone oh you're now, doing it right now i there's i there's nothing redeeming for me about this album i just you don't need you don't want to keep like heavens on fire on there so you like practice and get a lot better. oh i know that's that, that, was, that was a one-off that was one and done i that was a very specific moment where you know that heaven's on fire is on your mind and you found it. Don't worry, I'll I'll get it out of you someday. Oh yeah, I but uh if I need to do a song karaoke if it's Kiss, Strutter's Strutter's great. the one to go yeah. for. I don't know if I'm ever going to do I'll, I probably will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of these days. It's surprise there's a surprising response to Kiss in in, in like people get in stoked? a bar like yeah, cuz you don't really hear it a lot and much like my experience with Kiss, most people will hear a song and be like, "Oh, oh, that's a Kiss song, right?" Because they yeah. just we probably heard know. "Heavens on Fire" before and maybe didn't know it was Kiss. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I don't know. You had the "Lick It Up" factor where you didn't know it was yeah. Kiss. Yeah, right. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I, I... <laughs> enough. Enough with this. This fucking horror show. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. Um. So now that we have gone through "Animalize" and we have gone through "Animalize" live uncensored. Man, like we really went for it on this one. Um, what's your Kiss Army status? You ready to join the war, or are you a draft dodger? Uh, I, as our listeners will remember, last episode, I was pretty much on board. Early Kiss, I was, I would have joined up. This makes me want to kill myself to avoid going to to war. <laughs> That's the most extreme response. You're getting you're getting drafted. Just fucking blow my brains out. Kill myself. I was waiting for eventually like that to be like 
I will do literally anything to not join this army. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I'd rather not be in a world Holy than be a shit. member of the KISS army after animalized. And and it's oh wow. Especially coming off the heels of Hotter Than Hell. That is wow. Oh yeah, well, I all I did was gush about that album. <laughs> they feel like a fool now, don't yeah, you? I've <laughs> I'm angry because I le- I put myself out there and Kiss hurt me. They did. They hurt you. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, what, I, what's you, your... you knew you knew it needed to happen. Oh I, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I, you just I didn't expect because I didn't even know the existence of the live uncensored video because we were mm-hmm. actually going to peek behind the curtain. Everyone, we were actually going to record this episode last week, and then the night before recording, I discovered that that existed and I sent Chris the video and he just te- messaged uh. me back like. I think I'm going to need more time yeah. with this. And I was like, me too. <laughs> and oh, I what's, think so, was, what's, what's your status then? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to live in a different reality, you know, like make me, I don't know, lock me up in an insane asylum yeah. before before I have to go off to fight this this crazy war. If, yeah. that's, if that's what being sane is, I don't want to live in this world this- anymore. This more than any album we've covered so far is an album I would. If there's if this is somebody's favorite album, you need to tell me why. So okay, so this is so this is the worst one so far. Like, I, is this worse than Psycho Circus or Sonic Boom? You know what I, I? It's it's hard to say just because of the how, how we've sequenced them. Yeah, and it's maybe it just it's because we just did hotter an album than hotter than hell, yeah. and I would like that. It's yeah. maybe it's just because I went to a degree of height with that that yeah. it was good maybe just this was still not as yeah because psycho circus was really bad too yeah but it's like it's like well i don't even know yeah F- it's fucking it. you're like it's you're like which it's all, it's which all... shit which shit is the shiniest right it's all just shit thrown in the pile it's the shit pile you know like yeah. which... no nobody likes shit uh, i just there's uh, this, fuck this album. Fuck this album, indeed. All right, we never have to talk about Animal Eyes again, even though we will. Oh, yeah. Um, well, especially because, uh, well, no, we'll get into it in a bit. Um, let's let's move on to something uh, joyful. It's usually a joyful segment, mm-hmm. everyone. This is the Chris Kiss quote. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, this, uh, I, it's not just one quote. I wanted to throw in two for a little bit of context. Oh, two. Uh, just like our two uh, shows yeah, that we so, do. I wasn't born here. But I have a lot of love for this country and its people that knows no bounds. I will forever be grateful to America for going into World War II when it had nothing to gain in a country that was far away and rescued my mother from the Nazi German concentration camps. She is alive and I am alive because of America. And if you have a problem with America, you have a problem with me. That's, uh-huh. well, that's, that's, Gene, first... that's Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. I just love the America went into the war when it had nothing to gain. Nothing. Other than like stopping the spread of Nazis. Yeah. And, and then the other one that I saw and I just had to go in. This is a quote from tw- 2012. I don't know if we've had this quote on before that I've definitely not talked about it. Is America should be in business and it should be run by a businessman. Oh, no. That's 2012. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That had to be the double double gene yeah. joint today. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Man. Because I was. That is such a bummer. I went. I went on a bit of a rabbit hole about genes because yeah. uh, genes obviously Jewish, but is a very staunch 
pro-Israeli and like yeah. pro like the right right wing yeah. Israeli, which is can get can get really nuts yeah. and really violent. That, and... that that actually reminds me. I I similarly went down a little bit of a rabbit hole recently, where I watched um it's either from this year or last year, but it was Gene on uh, CNBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about his, uh, he's just recently invested in a medical marijuana right. or, or a cannabis company. Yeah. Now that you know marijuana is all but legal, um, it was really tough to to watch. But yeah, he started talking about Israel at, at one point, and you know his views are his views. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to be perfectly honest. But um, it's then in, in that same interview, he started talking about this cannabis thing and he talked about how he has um the logo for a money bag and a dollar sign he has that trademarked and he talked about how he has a thing called money bag soda that's coming out or it's already out uh-huh is this to like to to cash in the lacroix i think so uh, mm-hmm. where it's just literally like hey you like money well, drink this and you'll have money. It's like, like, wasn't Fifty Cent one of the people behind the vitamin water? He is. Yeah. I think. I think that's where most of his money comes yeah. from. Actually, it's like, hmm, how can we get people to spend money on just juice? Money bag soda. Ugh. Like, I, I was. I wasn't even going to talk about that on this episode because we had enough. But since we we're getting into why wouldn't gene... you just do a kiss soda? I'm sure there has been. Yeah. Like there has to have been like a kiss brow and Money stuff bags. like that. It's just. <laughs> What's your favorite type of soda? Oh, money bags for sure. Yeah, like you know who I'd like to like emulate like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like when I saw him like swimming through a fountain or a sea of coins in the cartoon back in the day, I thought I wanted I, I, I want that. I really hope Gene has has like a a, a safe a vault like that, and had the intention of jumping into the money and had to be stopped by somebody like, no, you can't, it doesn't work. What are you talking about? But it's my money. Oh yeah. In that same interview, they talked about how now Gene, uh, over the years, but between your merchandise and your music and your tours, uh, I've read that kiss has amassed, uh, approximately $3 billion. And he's like, well, I wish I could say that I had that. (laughs) Like, like, Where's that three billion for me? I mean, I've done quite well for myself. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're rich. Yes, you're uh, you're successful. Congratulations. Just a sixty or sixty eight year old. It was terrible. <laughs> I was literally like, I was sitting in a car with my buddy, and we were watching the Thrills in the Night video because, kudos to him, he has been listening to Animalize mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks because he's a sick guy. Um, and then just in the middle of that, we just watched this awful CNBC interview with Gene yeah. Simmons. I, when I when I see interviews with Paul Stanley, I don't get mad. Like I I'm generally interested in like hearing what he says. He says silly things, yeah. but when I hear Gene Simmons get interviewed, I get like mad. Yeah, he's just a very abrasive. Oh yeah, no, like I was I was pissed off after watching that interview. Where I was just like, mm-hmm. you're such an asshole. He's like, that's right, and you can pick up my solo album, asshole. 
2005 or whenever the fuck that piece of shit came out. We'll talk about it one day. Oh, All right, boy. enough of this. Uh, so we're not doing the the, the tribute because we got three tasty. We got a we lot. Were, we got we got a lot of we Paul were talk. Spoiled, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, yeah. To the victors go the spoils on this episode. So we're gonna skip right on to uh, the kiss my assignment. Uh, this was our tenth episode, so, and you know that's a bit of a milestone for mm-hmm. us. So to celebrate that, we're gonna, actually gonna go in a bit of a different direction for our next episode. We are actually not going to be reviewing an album we are instead going to be reviewing the 1987 documentary film called kiss exposed (laughs) this is so this is 1987 just a couple years after uh what we've been talking about today so we're still very firmly in oh yeah in in this era and it's so it it's like an amalgamation of like behind the scenes stuff horrible sketches um interviews just them on the road and um so please try to check it out it's not it is out there for those who want to find it wink um if if you don't want to go down that path or or you don't want to buy like a bootleg dvd online you can watch uh clips on youtube i think there's a pretty good like 10 minute like uh compilation of clips there's also someone put together like eight hours of outtakes from Expose. I'm not asking you to watch that because I sure as hell am not watching oh eight, eight hours of it. Because <laughs> there's ser- like, like for real, I started watching one of them thinking that it was just going to be Exposed. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just pure, like, just like, it's like, like cinema variety, like, like, like footage of them. Just like, is it, 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 it's available for sale to buy Exposed. Yeah. Is it? It's out of print now. Okay. Like, like you'd be able to get it on eBay and, and, okay. and, and that kind of thing. You wouldn't be able, I would just wonder if there's a video online version that you can buy somewhere. It seems like they would. Oh, like like for streaming or, yeah. or something like that. Not that I'm encouraging anybody to do that. Right. I yeah. Well, Billy, I I tried finding like every possible way that you could watch it like legally online. You can you, there you, if you there are Russian streams of it, but it's all dubbed in Russian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know how legal that is anyway. So yeah, and um, yeah, I've got a copy of it. I will gift it to you, Chris. Great. But yeah, anyone that doesn't want to watch it because it's a full length movie yet again, Chris, you're going to be watching another hour and a half of of Kiss. <laughs> but it's going to be instead a of these like half hour albums that are just. You I know. Get through. We did, and because this, because Animalize was thirty-five minutes, mm-hmm. so that could have been like really just a quick jaunt. But as I, I just like throw you like an hour and a half extra content <laughs> oh, to, to digest. But it's going to be a, a bit of a different format next time because we're not going to be going track by track, but we're going to be getting real in depth for it, and we're going to have a lot of fun surprises on that that episode. So, kiss exposed. Excellent. All Can't right. Wait. Okay. Cool. So. Uh, before we get out of here, we always like to give a recommendation, and no episode needs it more than this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, what do you got uh, today? Well, you go first because okay. I needed to just look. Okay, at no, no one problem. Thing quickly. I think today what I'm going to do, um, I didn't really have one lined up, but I, it totally occurred to me during the show, and that is, uh, anyone that hasn't seen it, it's totally available online. Go on YouTube and check out the Guns N' Roses 1988 Live at the Ritz show. It is probably my favorite concert film ever made Mm -hmm. it's a band at their absolute prime right before they are about to just explode i've watched it so many times um you can just see how charismatic and electric like axel is at that time and just it's it's incredible anyone Mm -hmm. with a passing interest in in gnr or 
rock music at all, you owe it to yourself to check out GNR Live at the Ritz, 1988. Fantastic. And I'm not even a huge GNR fan, but I can still... I have shown it to people that that aren't big GNR fans, Chris, you included, Mm -hmm. and like where they're just like, I guess I'm a Guns N' Roses fan now. Like, (laughs) I had no idea that this was like this or this existed. So great recommend. Yeah, there we go. Uh, mine, uh, a movie I watched today. It's, it came out in two thousand nine. It's Valhalla Rising. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was on Netflix. Mads Mikkelsen is oh, the lead yeah. in it, mm-hmm. and it's a really. It's I think I'm gonna have to watch it again because it's there's so little dialogue in the movie. It's like uh, you go maybe fifteen minutes before you hear the first words are spoken, and so much of it is in silence. And it's like set in the eleventh century, and it's all about. Yeah, it's hyper-violent and very slow, which mm. is something that you don't get a lot it's not, anymore. It's not a usual thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, so I just, it was, I it just, it really captured captured me and was I was a much different movie than I've seen, especially in the last, last couple decades, is that filmmakers don't really take time like that anymore. And it's something that I, that I really, really dug. Awesome. Even if there were, there were parts of it that didn't, that I have problems with, but like like any movie, but it was sure very very cool. And Mads Mikkelsen is just he's yeah amazing. he's he's the real deal. Yeah. Did you mm. watch that like Hannibal series? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I always meant to. I have it like sitting on a hard drive yeah. somewhere. It's quite good. They make uh, they make a lot of dishes of humans that look great. Well, I mean that's the dream, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. This has been a long one. Oh my god! Uh, Animalize, <laughs> Animalize, What have you done to us? Uh, before we get out of here, just want to plug once again. Check us out on Twitter at Detroit Talk City and Instagram at Detroit Talk City. Uh, Detroit Talk City Pod at Gmail for any questions, concerns, comments. Uh, please join the Facebook group. Leave a comment there. Smash that subscribe button uh, wherever you are. And. Uh, let your friends know about the show. Spread if you, the word. Yeah, yeah, if you like, if you like it, if you don't like it, talk some shit on about let, us. Let on us Twitter. know because we will probably respond to you. Yeah, I uh, I want you to talk shit about us. If you think Animalize was great, tell us why, and then we will come back at you calling you an idiot, and it will be so much fun. <laughs> well, because for real, we'll be like, man, what is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably want to Skype so that I could just talk and find out what's happening. Maybe you could be on the show. There- De- defend, I would defend your crazy opinion. I want, I want this because it's, it's, we're just, it's two guys sitting podcasting, shitting and on something that can't defend itself. And Gene, Remember I know Gene. you want to come on the episode come on, on the show. Come now. on the show, Gene. We've loved hotter than hell. We loved it. It just unfortunately had to go and animalize us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, poor bastard. Poor us. Anyway, let's get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, it don't mean spit to us. That's a Fox and Crocs production.